What up, what up, my guys? Welcome to another show, man. Thursday edition here of NBA show from Bet US TV. I'm your host, Jay Money. We got our guy, Josh, aka Punt School. We got our guy, Ski Profit, as well, guys, trying to get some cash for ourselves, for you guys, of all the good stuff. We're here Monday through uh, Friday, guys, breaking guys down with our best NBA bets. Uh, we recap them, we go through questions, all that good stuff, man. Ski, how you doing, my brother? Everything cool with you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, yesterday on the show, I believe the whole panel had the heat. So we've now won 16 or, or games in a row or something like that. It was some kind of crazy streak that we have going here. So it's sad that I know it's going to have to come to an end because one of us is on different picks today. <laughs> but we've been doing a pretty damn good job picking these picks in the playoffs. So let's try to keep that going. Yeah, no, it's a fact. I believe 14 straight winners, man. But yeah, I mean, let's across the panel, 14 straight winners, Josh. Let's keep this shit going today. How you doing? Everything cool with you? Everything good, man. Everything real good. Uh, playoffs have been very kind to me. I think been very kind to all of us. Uh, so hopefully we can keep that going as a collective whole uh, for the rest of the conference finals and the NBA finals as well. But interesting game today. Fun series ahead as well. I think this one's got um, a long way to go before we have any real idea as to who's coming out the West. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. Let's keep it going today. Let's take a look at that best bet record, guys. It's getting better and better every single day that we're on the show. 14 straight winners for us. Let's keep that shit going today, guys. Total of 906 picks, 464 wins, 426 losses as well, guys. So, I mean, man, we were just chugging along. We almost hit that 40-game mark, guys. 38 games over 500 there. Only 16 pushes as well. Let's keep that going, man. Let's try to finish out the season. 50 games. See, I said last time the goal was 40, but I say now we're gonna bump it up to 50 and it looks like we're chugging along man so let's keep that going today guys we're gonna we got one game that we're gonna deep dive into and we take some questions and answers in this one guys let's get over here to the streets of denver where we have the denver nuggets land five points at the house versus the la lakers in this one get back five points on a roll if you'd like to go the money line route the la lakers are getting back plus 175 on the money line if you think they can get the outright win or nuggets are laying minus 210 on the money line as the home favorites if you think they can take a 2-0 lead here um, in this series, guys, in the Western Conference Finals. Over and under, sitting at 226 and a half. We did see it open up at 223 and a half uh, with some uh, with a ton of money coming towards the over. Start to see it trickle back down. It did get up to as high as 227 and a half. Uh, Starting to somewhat kind of trickle back down, 226, some 225 and a halves out there as well, guys. Let's go ahead and break it down. Let's get straight into it, guys. Um, like I say, hey, Nuggets up 1-0, right? So now it's up to who's going to make adjustment. We know that the Nuggets had got up by 21 points. Lakers Made the huge second half push in that one. Kind of made some matchup. Uh, kind of made some matchup changes in that one. Josh, what do you think happens in this one? Do you think that um, even though the Nuggets kind of sputtered there late, you think they have enough to get it done here by by margin? How you look at this game, Josh? Yeah, I do. I think uh, the one thing with what we saw last game, the adjustments the Lakers made the second half defensively in particular, and even offensively as well, um, headhunting Jamal Murray. But they may have shown their hand probably a little bit too much, I think. And, you know, that gives Denver the opportunity to go back, look at that tape uh, and readjust themselves to start this game, too, in particular. So playing AD off ball, not surprising, probably in their best interest as well. I mean, that's his uh, strength, right, as a help defender and being able to play as that sort of free roam safety uh, and camp off of Aaron Gordon, who was kind of just lingering in that dunker's position. But 
like I said, you kind of showed Denver a little bit what you want to try and do defensively now. And, uh, you know, you've got arguably the smartest mind right now in basketball in uh, Nikola Jokic offensively where they can run things through him. He's going to know what to expect this time around. They're going to be able to adjust their offensive sets accordingly. So I think that ultimately they're going to get their looks offensively again, especially in the first half here. Uh, And it's just going to become a bit of a chess match down the stretch as to how the Lakers then want to play things. Um, The flip side defensively, I actually think Denver did kind of figure things out uh, towards the final few minutes of that game in terms of how they wanted to defend what the Lakers were doing. It was also really difficult for them to properly defend given so many players in foul trouble. Jamal Murray had five fouls for the final six minutes. He wasn't even defending by the end of it. He wasn't contesting shots and, you know, Austin Reeves was getting wide open looks uh, beyond the arc that helped them sort of claw back into that game. So, uh, just a few things I think that, that that we saw sort of in the second half that won't necessarily be replicated as easily this time around. And like I said, Denver just having that opportunity to prepare a little bit better for exactly what uh, the Lakers are probably going to start off with this game. And then, you know, like I said, the chess match begins from there on out. So uh, ultimately, I just think that the Nuggets are going to be able to hold uh, home court advantage here for the first couple of games anyway. I do strongly believe this series is going to be 2-2 after four games. And I have said the whole time that both teams are probably going to defend home court and then it becomes a best of three. I'm going to keep you know believing that's the case until I see otherwise. So for me, happy to lay the points here with Denver uh, to defend once again. I think that uh, we go to LA with them leading 2 nothing. Yeah, I could see that, man. I got G. Burmis in the season. Man, let's talk about some shirts, man. My, that's funny right there. But um, I'll tell you, man, I'm not sure much more that the uh, the Nuggets can be better de- defensively as a whole. But, I mean, Jamal Murray is not going to get better defensively overnight. MPJ is not going to get better defensively overnight, in my opinion. So it's like I want to lean the under here, but I feel like you can still attack those guys really for the whole series. And, I mean, they're just they're just too – they have a few players on their team that's just – something like this. The Lakers have D'Angelo Russell, right? He's all offense, no defense. I just feel like the Nuggets have three of those guys. They have to beat you with their offense. I don't think they're locking up anybody, in my opinion. KCP and Bruce Brown are great defenders, man. But outside of that, I don't really trust the – Nuggets defensively, to be perfectly honest with you, man. Uh, but I know, Ski, I mean, you already know how you're looking at this game, my brother. What do you think happens here? You've been red hot, my guys. Keep it going today, Ski. What do you like in this one? Oh, yeah, I have a lot of opinions here, but um, I agree with what you're saying as far as, you know, Murray and, and Porter not being good individual defenders. But I do think there's still going to be a much better attention to and, and effort on the defensive end from that side. Um, Mike Malone, after the game, He says our defense has to be a hell of a lot better. They shot 66% in the second half, and they didn't fill us and score way too easy. We don't want to get into trying to outscore teams and outlast teams. So that tells me, you know, where their mind is, and they're looking towards the defensive end. And that makes me think back to the first game of the last series versus Phoenix, and then the second game. I mean, the second game, the offense fell off a cliff, right? It was way under the total. I think that's the way that we could see this game for tonight. Um, On the flip side – For the Lakers, um, this is kind of to what Josh was saying. You know, they did show some adjustments as far as Rui on Joker and things of that nature, and they had success with it. Do I expect it to work for if the game, if the series went seven games? Do I expect it to work for seven games? I don't. But what Ham said was, you know, that was just a wrinkle. He said there's still a a lot more adjustments, a lot more things up his sleeve that they were waiting to unveil because, as you mentioned, you know, you don't want to give everything in game one of the series. So I expect a little bit more. We did see Vandy um, or Vando, however you want to call him, guarding Murray a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised to see them do that. And I just – how I thought about that last game, 
I felt like it was more of a, a fill out game for the <clears throat> sorry, I felt like it was more of a fill out game for the Lakers. And that's what it that's what it looked like when they went out there. Like, why would you go out there with the three guard lineup versus the length that Denver has? So I just feel like he was trying stuff. And um also it was their first game coming into Denver in altitude. I mean, Jay can speak to that. It's gonna make a difference in the second half. They're a little bit more uh, adjusted and ready. You look at the difference in the first half and second half. Denver had, I mean, we can talk about all those offensive rebounds just kind of because they were playing small ball in the first quarter. But Denver had 17 fast break points in the first half. They only scored two in the second half. The Lakers are a much better defensive team than what they showed in game one. And I feel like they were looking a little bit more like that in the second half. So I think we'll get that effort from the start of the game. You know, they're used to the altitude and, you know, they're more than capable of coming out here and still in the game. So I want to be on the Lakers in this one. I am on the Lakers in this one. I don't want to take the money line just because of how elite Denver has been this year at home and they haven't lost at home all year in the playoffs. Do I think the Lakers can still win on the road? Yes. But if you're going to give me, you know, five and a half points, I'm going to go ahead and grab them. So I like the Lakers. I like the under. Um, those are the two ways I chose to play the game. I like him. I like him. And yeah, D'Angelo Russell, m- minus 25, man. I don't care how mad he is. Put his ass on the bench, man. I don't care. Yeah. We're trying to win here, man. Do you want to win or do you want to play and then lose, man? I don't care if you are being selfish. I'm sorry. He, they can't go to the – I don't want to see the three-guard lineup in my opinion, but, I mean, I'm sure Josh does. If you like the Nuggets, you want to <laughs> see D'Angelo Russell uh, starting there. But, personally, I think they should go with um, – I think they should go with Schroeder, Reeves, LeBron, uh, Hatchamore, or Vanderbilt. Like, you can still bring them off the bench and get that offense. You might, might be a little bit better to have – Vanderbilt out there with the starting lineup uh, the way they still have the offense out there but um AD of course man but yeah I'm with I mean I kind of feel like this is a Lakers type of game but this is what this my whole thing Ham says we got to be out we got to throw the first punch right so um that leads me to believe that the Lakers gonna try to come out here with some I'll take them in the first half of this one Josh did you have any thoughts on the total in this one do you agree with the under in this one after seeing what north of 260 in game one yeah, I have a pretty decent lean towards the under. Um, the numbers don't necessarily agree with it, but exactly what Ski said. I just kind of expect that the emphasis from Denver specifically to be on the defensive end uh, and for the Lakers to really do a better job of transition defense in particular. The first half that, uh, you know, Ham called them out, that pretty much wasn't acceptable from them. Um, they want half-court basketball. They want less possessions. If the Lakers are going to win this game, um, they need it to be less possessions. You know, the higher the possessions, the higher the offensive variability for Denver, and that's going to play into their hands just because of how well they can score the basketball. So I I do think this one's going to be a slower-paced game, um, and as a result, I do lean towards the under as well. Yeah, I'd I'd like to play the under here, to be honest with you. I know it got steamed up after game one, but... Now we kind of see the sharp money kind of start to come back here on the under in this one. I do think the under is the right side. I'll be honest. I mean, the spread is it's somewhat tall. So, I mean, the Nuggets did let them come all the way back. We know that uh, they kind of sometimes when you get up by 20, you kind of kind of think that the game is over and the Lakers just came all the way back. I did like what I saw there in the fourth quarter because they kind of had the Nuggets kind of stifled there, man. So can't wait to watch, watch this game. I'll tell you this. If Lakers do lose, I'm telling you this right now, I'll be you better try to get on that shit early because this line is going to get popped, man. But. 
way. You might even see like a minus four or minus five for the Lakers in the next game, guys. So just be ready for that. But I know our guy Josh is rocking with the Nuggets. Minus five. Uh, what is minus five and a half? Minus five for the show. I'll give. I'll uh, take the Lakers early in this one. Plus three. I mean, I I kind of I liked it in the full game as well. But if they don't if they don't cover first half, then I won't be feeling good about the full game as well. So give me Lakers in the first half plus the three. And our guy Ski says he's rocking with Lakers full game plus a five. And he's also taking the under 226 in that one, guys. So um, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hey, somebody's going to win, right? Josh or Ski, somebody's going to win. Hopefully it definitely goes under, though, for sure. Uh, so it sounds like Josh is leaning towards the under as well. I agree with it as well, guys. But. Yeah, we'll only have one game. Let's talk about we've got some questions in the chat. And this one, Javier Ramirez says, thoughts on AD over 12 and a half boards and Jokic. I'm I can tell you right now, I'm not looking at no Jokic under 10 and a half assists. I mean, what are the hell you what are you doing here? Especially if if Hachimura, if they're gonna be double teaming them and they got somebody they can play them head up, they can move their feet with him, and then you got AD back there, their adjustment is gonna be getting some off-ball screens and backdoor cuts right there. The ball is gonna be in Jokic's hands. He's a point center for them guys. So um I could I would not play that under in a with your money. Like I wouldn't play that with my worst innings money, Josh. What do you think? I know you're gonna say the same thing. What do you think about that question? Man, I would not play any Jokic unders in any category, period. Um, he's playing at just an elite level. He's seeing the basketball floor so well. And like you said, just from a schematical point of view, if the Lakers are going to try and double him, if they're going to have 80 off ball in particular, uh, that you know the corner three is going to be open a lot. Um, the, the, those backdoor cuts are going to be open a lot. There's going to be a lot more off ball movement as well, um, a lot more DHO as well for Jamal Murray. So... But those assist opportunities are going to be really high. I, I just couldn't see a world where uh, taking it under there is a safe or a look that I would recommend in any way, shape, or form. But the the AD boards, I mean, he needs to be, I think, more aggressive at that end of the floor, um, both on the offensive end to try and at least make Jokic work a bit more, but defensively in particular to make sure that those second-chance opportunities aren't there. Um, so I don't mind that look at all, but... Definitely could not talk you towards an under on Jokic's assists or under anything for that matter. Uh, that's a fact right there. You know what? Both teams kind of tipped their hand because Bruce Brown come out and said, which you're not supposed to say these type of things. He come out and say, hey, we want to uh, take Russell out of the game. We want to attack him every single time. You just gave your script away. Now if they don't play Russell, now who you're, now who you're going to attack? So obviously he's the weakest link on the team. That's what playoff basketball is about, uh, attacking the weak defend the, the worst defenders on the team. But I still feel like the Nuggets have three of them, in my opinion, three starters that they have to play heavy minutes. And I still I still think that's the, the Lakers' path to Success. I'm putting Jokic in the pick and roll every single time, and I'm 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 living with the, whatever shot we get versus MPJ and Murray. You see Murray kind of trying to double team LeBron. Now Reeves is wide open. Like, why are you leaving him wide open on the same play three times in a row? Reeves hits a three every single time. I'm just I don't respect Murray on the defensive end whatsoever, man. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I mean, it's just it's like I say, he's like a he's like a D'Angelo Russell, dynamic score, but defensively, it's like where the hell is he, Ski? But um, what do you think? about possibly ad over his boards he had 10 last game what do you think about possibly Jokic under 10 and a half assists um it's crazy that would seem before i get to that the point on d'angelo russell i mean we didn't need nobody to tell us i mean we got eyes he didn't play the second half for a reason <laughs> they didn't have to tell the lakers nothing so i don't think he's even going to start in this game i would be looking towards d'angelo russell props under, under. maybe pra or, or points just because i don't think he's gonna be out there that much now the other two that were mentioned I absolutely like Anthony Davis sports over. Um, my thought process is 
they're probably going to go back to something like Rui guarding Jokic on the, you know, guarding Jokic and AD hanging out by the rim, saying, shoot whatever you want to shoot, Aaron Gordon. So if he's hanging out by the rim, he should be able to snag all the rebounds. That's just my thought process. So I like that prop for that reason. And I'm a little bit on the other side with the Jokic under assist because this is how I feel. You cannot allow him to do everything. You got to take something away from him. Either make him score all the points or force everybody else to score and don't let him score anything. And in my mind, the way that they're playing, um, he might have to just shoot over Rui all game. Like he's not able, I don't know. He's not he's not able to he he's not able to get in the paint if AD's gonna be hanging down there. AD's still gonna be able to contest. So I don't know. I see a lot of jumpers from Jokic. I don't see a whole lot of passing lanes open, other than like you said, the Aaron Gordon corner three. And if you want to bank on that, you might as well just bet maybe Aaron Gordon to hit a three. I don't have a lot of confidence in it, but I don't I don't know. I feel like the the path to success is not let Jokic do everything. So I feel like they're going to take away the passing lanes. Yeah, I couldn't talk to you. I mean, if you're Aaron Gordon, you kind of have to get in the gym and practice on your threes and say, all right, look, if you're going to leave me wide open out here, I have to take them. I know that the Lakers are going to live with them, but if you're Gordon and you're making them, then they got to switch up their scheme, right? So, I mean, over a half threes for Gordon is not a bad look because, I mean, he's probably going to force a couple just saying, all right, let me at least try to see if I can make this. Then they'll see if, you know what I'm saying, maybe it'll bring AD a little closer to me, man. But, yeah, I I mean, some bets are just the better bet is just uh, to stay off in, in as far as the Jokic under assist in my opinion in that one but um yeah let's see what happens in this one uh next question up mark holmes says who has the better coach uh josh who cares that's man? actually it's like who that, that, cares that, that's a good question in terms of uh, you know having a, a strong opinion about it I, I don't know who's the better coach in this one i think darvin ham is a really really good coach i think he's very mm-hmm. underrated um you know, you saw, I don't know if anyone saw on Twitter, but Bobby Porter's tweeted um, recently when they asked, uh, you know, his concerns about the Bucks and what went wrong. And he said, we missed Darvin Ham a lot, uh, mm-hmm. a lot more than people realize. And I think that kind of speaks volumes as to just how good he is and how shrewd he can be on the sidelines. So he's a very good coach. Mike Malone is obviously the far more experienced coach. I think he still has some flaws in his game. So he's not a very good in-game adjuster. So um, mm-hmm. there's that. But who's better? Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> in all honesty, I think that I think the coaching is a little bit irrelevant in this. One. I know Ham is like he's kind of a rookie head coach, but he has plenty of head coaching um, um, head coaching experience. But I don't think this is a series where the coaching means a ton, like the it's like the Celtics versus the Heat. Like that's the one where it's like, okay, who's the better coach? Where where it absolutely matters. I don't think it matters in this series. Ski, you you care to answer that question? You're on mute, my guy. LeBron is the better coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm that's with a fact. I'm with you guys, though. It, it don't really matter in this series, and I don't know which one I can put over the other. So, so I, that'll be my answer, LeBron. <laughs> now, I'll tell you who is missing – Coach, just like what Bobby Portis said there, the Celtics are missing Will Hardy over there, right? He went over there to the Utah Jazz. They're missing him big time. So we have a question for tomorrow's game, uh, Matt. We don't mind answering a question, but we do. We will break this game down in depth tomorrow, my guys. Why we're not going over today? But Matt Porter, question for Josh: Concerns for Celtics after Game One, or was it just another game? Let their guard down, bounce back. Um, my only thing would be you can't necessarily overreact to one game, Josh. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to, you know, overreact to game one of a series. I've seen this team do this far too often for me to necessarily be concerned. Um, Miami played great 
like really great at both ends of the floor in the second half. Um, at the same time, you know, if they're going to shoot 54% from three, I think they're going to win a lot of games this series ultimately. Uh, so, you know, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of Boston were not playing to their best potential either. Um, so, so not, not concerned, but um, I do expect them to at least even the series going back to Miami at a minimum. What do you think, Ski? We know we, you was on heat yesterday. We know you took them for the series. Obviously, you said that Price wasn't going to be there. What do you think? Do you think uh, you do the right thing, Ski? You know what to do uh, tomorrow. You know the only way that you can look is Celtics in a bounce back. Obviously, the number is astronomical, but um, and that's the that's the one to be worried about who's the better coach. Obviously, Spolcher is a much better coach than Joe Mazzulla over there, but the players still have to go out there and play, Ski. Uh, are you overreacting to game? Well, I mean, are you underreacting? Because as a guy that likes to heat in the series are you underreacting to game one or what do you think happens game went exactly how i thought it would go and as far as game two i agree that it's a Celtic spot absolutely 100 but one thing you know if you should have learned or we should have learned over the playoffs is we got to trust the team to perform in that spot and i just don't trust this celtics team missoula he's a terrible head coach um, he waits absolutely too long to make adjustments, so I don't trust him to come in game two and change anything. He's not good at getting his team motivated or, or, or you know, I just don't like anything I'm seeing from the Celtics group. I like what they said in the interview as far as they got to play better defense and bring more intensity. That's about it. So if, if, I'm, if you're betting the Celtics, you're basically just trusting the core group of players that have been together. And I just don't know if that's enough against Coach Spo and the player that I trust the most and Jimmy Butler. Will the Heat be satisfied and, you know, okay if they go back to Miami 1-1? Absolutely. So I understand why people would look towards the Boston side, but I just can't put my money there. Celtics blow their ass out tomorrow, man. I don't – there's one thing I love with uh, the NBA, especially in the playoffs. People see one game and, oh, it's – it's going to be a sweep. It's, the Celtics bounce back tomorrow. Uh, coach, I don't care who's on the coach. Uh, I don't care who's on the bench over there. This one's on the players. This one's on the starting five. Don't expect the Heat to shoot their will. They went out there and got it done. But as you can see uh, in the first half, Celtics, when they really get going and they really lock, which they weren't locked in yesterday. Ski, you have to admit that, that the Celtics weren't locked in whatsoever. They were fatigued coming off game seven, all in. And they mm-hmm. still had a double-digit lead going into halftime. So I feel like in a game where they come out locked in and playing good on the defense, um, I think they smoke the heat tomorrow, guys. That's just that's just there's what I'm saying. But there's a word that I can't say on this platform, but it, it, it describes a lot of those Celtics players. And in comparison, the Miami Heat have a lot of dogs on that team. So I don't know. We'll see. They got some dogs, Ski, but they're going to be – they're getting smacked up. They're going to be – they're going to turn into little chihuahuas. They were pits in game one. They turned into chihuahuas tomorrow, my God. Then maybe game three, game four at the house. I mean, he'll, who knows? They could go up 3-1. But tomorrow, uh, personally, I would not look – I mean, we you know how to bet the playoffs by now, guys. If it, if the home team loses um, game one, only look their way in game two. Or, or in my opinion, I just stay off the game, man. But we have that game tomorrow up, you know what I'm saying? So we will come back and check us out tomorrow. We're here Monday through Friday, breaking guys down with our best, best guys. Let's go ahead and recap the best, best, man, before we get out of here, man. 
Our guy Josh, rocking with the Nuggets, minus the five full game. Give me Lakers in the first half, plus the three. If they don't cover the first half, I don't have a ton of confidence in them covering the full game. Our guy he says, give me Lakers, plus the five here, man. I think they he say think they have a chance to win outright, but he'll take the points for insurance. And even better, he like Lakers Nuggets under 226 and a half, uh, going against that market move, up three points uh, from the opener in this one. I do agree with, I believe Josh agrees with the under as well. I do think we see a lot slower pace, not as many easy baskets, and definitely not, not as many transition transition baskets as well, guys. I'm your host, Jay Money, for our guy Josh, for our guy Ski Profit. Um, this is the Big US NBA show, guys. You can go check them out as well at the sports book. You can get up to 125% sign-up bonus, up to 2,500 books. A uh, lo- lot of good um, deals, promotions, all that good stuff, man. Go check this out, Bet US uh, Sportsbook over there, guys. We will be back tomorrow, same time, Monday through Friday. Let's get some cash. We will win. We-